Eagles Entertainment. Welcome, Eagles everywhere, to the Eagles Insider Podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group. Eagles Insider Dave Spadaro on this Thursday here at Lincoln Financial Field getting ready for preseason game number two. Eagles and the Patriots after two days of joint practices at the NovaCare Complex. They go at it here tonight. And really what's interesting about this is that the coaching staff believes that each practice session represents a game. And while there was no tackling for the practices on Monday and Tuesday, really good work. A lot of, lot of tempo, a lot of competition. So we'll see what carries over into the night. Eagles certainly winning the battle at wide receiver. Quez Watkins and Jalen Rager and Greg Ward and so many players making big, big plays. J.J. Ortega-Whiteside looking very, very good. Devontae Smith back on the practice field. We'll see if he goes tonight. The Eagles certainly have that option. He is ready to go, he says, and very much up to speed with what the Eagles are doing in the offense. Let's get you caught up on some of the roster moves ahead of this and some injury updates for you as well. Eagles waving injured, releasing injured three players, running back on Johnson, who had the knee injury in Detroit and just could not get over. And he, what's sad about it is he said he kept, he kept saying, I feel better than I felt in years. I felt better than I felt in years. And um, it just hasn't been the case, unfortunately, for on who had one carry 10 yards last week in the game against Pittsburgh. He is no longer an eagle now. So that clears up the running back picture a little bit from this perspective anyway with Miles Sanders, with Jordan Howard, with rookie Kenny Gainwell, and Boston Scott, along with other players who are certainly in the mix, Elijah Holyfield, uh, Jason Huntley as well. So uh, Eagles looking at that position with a little bit more clarity now. Also released, injured, offensive tackle Casey Tucker and center Luke Jurega, who was on the team last year. They have been using Nate Herbig as the number two center behind Jason Kelsey, at least through this training camp portion of things. And then also an injury to report to you, an update. The Eagles saying the tight end Tyree Jackson, who had an absolutely sensational catch in Tuesday's practice, a leaping grab, went high, 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 up into the air to go grab it, landed on his back, suffered a fracture in his back, no surgery necessary, but the injury, an 8-10 to week recovery. So he is sidelined. We'll see what they do with him. Ultimately, was looking good, making that transition from quarterback in college to tight end in the NFL. All right, let's get you going here on our game day edition of the Eagles Insider Podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group. We'll hear from Ross Tucker, the Eagles entertainment color analyst for the broadcast tonight. He and Scott Graham in the booth. Yours truly on the sidelines. And um, we'll hear from him in a bit. We're going to hear from a couple of players as well, Anthony Harris and Quez Watkins. Let's first hear from an exclusive here. Hear from Jonathan Gannon, Eagles defensive coordinator. We get these interview after Wednesday's production meeting. And um, some interesting stuff just briefly from the defensive coordinator who is really kind of just ready to go. He's working out all the pieces and looking at all of his parts and kind of find the right fit for all of this defense, which is quite talented. Jonathan Gannon, one-on-one here on the Eagles Insider Podcast, presented by Lincoln Financial Group. It's interesting coming to a defense and, and then integrating some veterans. And I just wondered, you know, through a couple of weeks here and joint practice, how do you feel it's all come together from a, a, everybody understanding what you're trying to do? Yeah, the, the easily. And it's because of one reason. The vets that we have that we 
you know, that were here, or even the vets that we brought in, are high character guys. So they're about the team first, and they understand what we're trying to get done. And there's no, they don't, none of the vets that we have put themselves over the team. And that's why it's been such an easy transition because they're on the same page of, hey, the 2021 Philadelphia Eagles, it's the defense first, it's you second. And they all bought it. They all not bought into it. We didn't have to sell it at all. That's the type of players and people that they were. So it, it's, it's been a, a breeze. But then you've got a guy like Kerrigan who's been out of work. I mean, do you feel like you know him already? Or have you seen enough from where you can find where he can be successful? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah, we have multiple spots that he's going to be able to play and be successful that, and he'll help our defense. Jonathan, what is a success for this preseason game number two? When you leave Lincoln Financial Field tomorrow, what will constitute a success? Uh, I want to see high effort from our guys. I want to see good tackling. I want to see hitting. Uh, and I want to see strip attempts, and hopefully we get a couple turnovers. I'd like to turn to take the ball away. Were you pleased with that in game one? Uh, I was. We took it away once. We had some good strip attempts. I, I always want that to be a little bit better. Okay. Thank you. Okay, next up here, Quez Watkins, who had the breakout moment last week. He's had a really good summer. Second-year man from southern Mississippi. He's put on about nine or ten pounds since his college days, added some strength. It shows He's played inside and outside. Of course, he had the 79-yard catch and run for a touchdown last week, and he is fired up about where he is in his development in this Eagles offense. Here's Quez Watkins one-on-one. What is the key to be a great NFL player? Do you know what that key is yet? Being a pro, you know, on and, on and off the field, you know, taking care of your body, eating the right things, lifting weights, staying after, you know, just being, just being a pro. Has your diet totally changed since your days in college? Yeah, it has. It like, has. for example, I mean, what, what did you eat back then? <laughs> in college, I was probably eating, like, canes and cookout and all the junk food and stuff. And now, you know, I'm eating steak and salmon and all the, all the healthy stuff. But I'm still, you know, eating more mainly. That was the main thing now is I'm eating four times a day compared to, you know, three and two and stuff like that. So you weigh 190. You're up, like, seven, eight pounds from college. Where do you think in your body you're stronger, the strongest part of your body? Where have you increased the most? Mainly my quads, my quads and my legs. Just being able to, you know, being able to move somebody, pushing off the line, you know, being able to stop on a dime and stuff like that. So I really honed in a lot on my legs. Quiz, how do you see your situation here? You think you made the team? Honestly, yeah, I do. Um, I feel like, you know, it's still a work in progress. I still got to, you know, continue doing what I'm doing and uh, keep stacking my days. Um, that must be a great feeling, because I'm sure last year you didn't have that feeling. So I didn't. I didn't. But, you know, uh, still came in. You know, I fought for my spot, and I competed every day. Was How did you handle the pressure last year? Did, did you – are you the kind of guy who sleeps through anything, like, or did you have sleepless nights? Or, like, what was training camp like for you off the field? Last year it was just, you know, I just really – like, when I went home, I just made sure I studied my books, uh, make sure, you know, I watched film and all this stuff, try to get – you know, try to stay ahead. Having Aaron back for a second year, how important has that been for your development? It's really good because, you know, we built, we built some chemistry last year. Um, we built that bond last year. Now it's just like we all, we all have a bond. We have this relationship, and he's just, you know, he let us free a little bit. Is there any talk in the wide receiver room of having a nickname for all you guys, like the Baby Birds or anything like that? <laughs> no, we haven't. We ain't came up with a nickname yet. How is it being with so many young receivers? Is it, is it a great fellowship? Is everybody rooting for each other? It's fun because, you know, everybody's together. Everybody's, you know, everybody's competing. It's not no, you know, 
not not no hating, nobody's jealous, everybody's you know competing, everybody's trying to help each other, everybody's trying to grow. Thank you. No problem. Anthony Harris joined the Eagles as an unrestricted free agent after his time in Minnesota. Veteran presence laid the lumber last week against Pittsburgh and is looking for more. Don't know how much the defensive starters will play in this game. Anthony Harris is one of those players and he is thinking very high things, very good things about this Eagles defense looking ahead to 2021. So let's talk some football here. Um, you feel like you know what the defense is all about? Yeah, um, you know, we've got a couple weeks on our belt now, um, working as individuals, competing against each other, have joint practice, preseason on our belt. So we've kind of gotten it into things a little bit more, and um, I'm excited to, you know, continue to build on what we have implemented and then just go from there. How has the chemistry um, been built so quickly? With, with, it's interesting with, you know, you and with Eric and with Ryan and with Steven. Like, that's a lot of key guys coming in and, and really coming together in a short period of time. How has that been accomplished? I mean, we've just been working every day, um, you know, being around each other on and off the field, getting to know each other so we can continue to build that communication line, continue to build, you know, that that connection where everybody's comfortable and the communication is there. So um, we've just been continuing to grow together um, as we've been repping on the field throughout the different coverages, um, seeing how each other's you know, techniques come into play. Um, that trust is starting to develop more and more, and we're allowing ourselves to go and play more. Um, these days against the Patriots, what do you think you accomplished defensively? I think it was a good it was a good test for you know guys coming out. Um, really, the first time we've been able to you know kind of practice against another opponent in terms of good physical reps. Uh, we have preseason, but you know we're in practice. We can do a couple of different things. So. Um, that's exciting to you know to to rep some of the stuff that we're doing against each other versus another opponent. Um, so that was an exciting piece. Does it break up the monotony? Does camp get boring when you go against the same guys every single day? Um, and maybe the boring's maybe the boring's the wrong word. Monotonous. No, I think each day you know you you come in and you choose to work on something. You know whether that's a new install for a defensive offense. You continue to pitting stuff in on a day to day basis. So each day is still something new that you're trying to you know, execute something that you're learning from the staff or something that you've picked up and you're trying to make a correction. So each day it's a new opportunity to go out there and get better and we'll make an emphasis on, you know, what that is in terms of getting improving the technique or a scheme. The big play you made last week, the hit, tell me about it, how did it feel? It was first kind of first time you really got to hit anybody this summer. At least tackle anybody this summer. Yeah, yeah, you know, so first time in, in the stadium, um, with fans there is exciting. So just trying to go out, you know, have fun, be physical, um, bring some energy. So for me, it was just, you know, going through my keys, um, you know, reading, breaking on the ball, and then, you know, just trying to bring some physicality to this to this team and, and display dominance. So that, that was really just coming out and just trying to be physical. What's left for you between now and September 12th? Continue to work, continue to build, um, continue to look at myself and, and see where I can continue to improve individually to be able to help this team, but also just continue to build with the guys around me, um, continue to pull people along as I'm learning more and as I'm you know, trying to do the things that I'm being asked to do from the coaches, um, just trying to help the people around me get better as well. So if I can continue to do that, that's my goal. And for the fans who watch preseason games, explain to them how much of Jonathan's defense are they actually seeing in these preseason games? Well, I think for us, it's, it's not as much as about, you know, the technique and the X's and O's and the schemes. Whatever the cause is or whatever he's asking us to do, we're going to go out there and, you know, try to do it at a very high level. 
Um, but the preseason is really an opportunity for us to, you know, put on display the things that, you know, don't take much effort in terms of just or don't take much talent in terms of just flying to the ball, being physical, um, being in the right spot, uh, tackling and fundamental principles. So we're just trying to fly around, be as physical as we can and disrupt the ball whenever we can. Thank you. And to kind of put everything in context, Ross Tucker from the broadcast booth. Make sure you tune in tonight. NFL Network nationally, NBC 10 locally. We're also, uh, the game starts at 7.30, 6.45. We are live on PhiladelphiaEagles.com as well as our official app and our social channels. Ross Tucker, what are you looking forward to tonight? Let's have a little conversation. Ross, what do you think we saw in week one that carries over to week two? Well, I, I hope we see a lot of the same things from the starters that we saw in week one. I, I was very impressed by what the offense did. You know, Jalen Hurts came out, Dave, and he looked confident. He was in rhythm. I thought he played extremely well. You know, I, I'd love to see what would have happened on those drives if there hadn't been those drops. So I think everyone is hoping that Jalen Hurts comes out and once again shows a great command of the offense, confidence. I mean, that Dallas Goddard throw – if he can make that throw consistently, Eagles are going to do some really good things this year. We saw a young receiver, Quez Watkins, take a screen and turn it into a 79-yard touchdown play. What does that mean for him and for this young receiver group? Well, the thing is that's crazy is you think about you know their young receivers with Jalen Rager, Devontae Smith, Quez Watkins. I mean, Dave, that those are some explosive dudes, some talented guys. Now, like with any young players, there will be growing pains and there will be things that they're going to have to learn as they go because they're not guys that have seen it all, done it all. But you got to be excited if you're an Eagles fan about this young trio of receivers, what they could end up being. I know he's been playing a lot in the slot and just to have that kind of speed in the slot. You know, nickelbacks are not used to going against dudes in the slot that can roll like that. They're used to going against the quick guy. You think about like Wes Welker, Edelman. They're not used to going against a guy like Quez Watkins, who's that fast. And I was impressed, you and I just talking with him in the production meetings, he's a bigger kid than I thought. I think in your head, when you see a guy fast, you think, oh, he's a buck 75, buck 80. He's put together pretty good, man. I mean, he, he and, and I was impressed talking with him with just his professional approach to the game for a 23-year-old kid from Mississippi. Ross, we saw Brandon Brooks on the field. Hopefully we see Isaac Sayamalo as well in this game. The offensive line, how critical how, how critical is it, A, to the success of the team? And how good can they be, do you think, a, 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 including some of these younger players in reserve? Yeah, well, so first of all, you're talking to a former offensive lineman, so of course I'm going to say it's critical. But I think most people now generally agree that offensive line is either the second or third most important position group. I mean, obviously, quarterbacks won. And I don't know anybody now, Dave, that doesn't think it's not O-line or D-line in some capacity, right? Whether it's D-line more important or O-line. And the Eagles have three all-pro caliber players on that line. Sayamalu has been very steady throughout his career. And then at left tackle, you've got a guy in Jordan Mailata who not only has an extremely high ceiling, but... We kind of saw what his floor was, which was last year, and it was pretty darn good. Like, he's not going to be worse than he was last year. He's going to be better. The question is how much better. They have a chance to have a top-five offensive line. I do O-line rankings. I talked about it on uh, the Fantasy Feast podcast I do. I feel like people are forgetting, because of what happened last year, just how good. In 2019, I thought they were the best offensive line in the league. I thought Brandon Brooks was the best right guard in the league. 
The Eagles have look a rookie head coach. I mean, what did you, first game? There were very few mental mistakes. In and out of the huddle, fine. No substitution problems. Um, impressive to you that in in game number one, it went the operation went that smoothly. Yeah, I mean, first of all, Sirianni has never been a head coach before. Jonathan Gannon has never been a defensive coordinator before. They've never called plays like this. I I, I thought it went extraordinarily well. You know, I mean, let's put it this way, Dave. If they named me the head coach and I made you the D coordinator, there would be some issues that first game. I mean, these guys were ready. Now, obviously, they've been in the league and, and they, they're prepped, but um, I thought I thought the operation went really well. It's interesting, though, because there's a balance for those guys about how much they want to show uh, versus not, you know, because obviously they're first-time guys. I'm sure they got a bag of tricks that they're waiting to, to show during the season at some point. Two days with the Pats out here in practice at Novacare. Um, what jumped out at you? That the Eagles went toe-to-toe for them, with them and, if anything, got the better of it. You know, I think every time the Eagles take the field and show that they can compete with these teams and maybe outperform these teams like they did in the first half of the Steelers game, like I thought they did against the Patriots, it's a really good sign. I mean, I know it's just a joint practice. I know it's just preseason. But you'd rather see that than them come out and look terrible or them come out and the Patriots just destroy them up and down the field. That didn't happen at all either day. I mean, if anything, even the Patriots beat writers said they thought the Eagles got the better of it. Thanks, Ross. My pleasure. And that'll do it for this episode of the Eagles Insider Podcast, presented by Lincoln Financial Group. Eagles Insider Dave Spadaro with you. Thanks, everyone, for joining in. Thanks to Peter Kelly and Julie McLaughlin and Ray Doyle for all of their work. And thanks to you for joining each and every week. Make sure you're with us as the Eagles get ready for a week against the Jets next week. The Eagles Insider Podcast marches on. Big weekend at Lincoln Financial Field for the Eagles. The Eagles Autism Challenge on Saturday. And then on Sunday, the second of two open to the public practices that begins at 7 p.m. Thanks for joining, everyone. Have yourselves a great Eagles day. And as always, fly, Eagles, fly. E-A-T-L-E!